0: Hi, Jer.
1: Hi, Kyle. What's up?
0: Oh, my God. It's too hot. It's a bit warm. It's,
1: it's a bit toasty. It's too hot. It's, it's,
0: it's too hot. very,
1: um, hi, everyone. Hey, what's up? How, welcome to, welcome to How to Draw Without Dying. I'm, uh, I'm Jer. I'm a full-time software engineer who's been drawing comics since he was seven.
0: And I'm Kyle. I'm a full-time artist who does comics and podcasts and all sorts of things.
1: And yeah, we're here to talk about, uh, making indie art and loving indie art and figuring it into a busy life because it's hard. It's, it's very hard. Uh, I was just, I was just talking about it. like, I hang out on on Twitch a lot and I really just need to internalize uh, the difference between Celsius and freedom units because there's really only one good thing about, about freedom units because um I don't know, uh, like, I guess, I guess freezing is, is 32, right? See, I have to ask that because I'm always never sure. And then bo- boiling is 200 and something fucking whatever, because, because neither of those are like, you know, a number. Where in Celsius it's really easy. Freezing is zero and boiling is hundred. Perfect. That's great. Yeah. But there is one handy thing about Fahrenheit, about Freedom Units, that um is that zero feels pretty cold and a hundred feels pretty hot. It's the human comfort range.
0: I I, I only like seventy-five percent know this, but I believe the reasoning for freedom units is that it is uh, about temperatures in salt water. Like it lines up with like salt water freezing.
1: Oh, is that
0: it? Um, which actually probably made more sense, like, two or 300 years ago. It
1: also was the first try at creating a thermal measure, which is, yeah, props to him for that. Uh, but Celsius is better in every way, and it's kind of... Anyway, yeah, it's very warm, and um, and we're lucky that we live in Seattle, where the temperature is about 10 to 15 degrees less than literally everywhere else.
0: Yeah, honestly, Seattle's gotten out... Compared to last last year... Oh yeah, We'd sometimes we sometimes get the we,
1: we sometimes get the doom smoke from the forest fires. That's that. Well, it, it, last it, year wasn't
0: even doom smoke. Last year, our it was like one hundred and five here, and our bridges were melting.
1: Yeah, but the problem with Seattle is that is that we don't have air conditioning in almost any place.
0: Oh yes, and our infrastructure isn't made for it. Thus, the melting bridges, which is kind of the case in um, the place that's not America. <laughs> England oh yes Wow. great job Kyle. <laughs> good job.
1: So yeah we're making some art today uh, yeah we've, we I don't think we've actually laid this out is that you when we when we do this this show we are uh, we are streaming on Twitch've we've, which we've mentioned but we're also drawing uh, we've alluded to it and mentioned to it and, and and talked a little bit about it but yeah we are usually working on a drawing project while we do this which is why sometimes we just delve into moments of silence where we're just like oh, got get this thing done or, or or periods of time where Kyle's talking about anime and I'm ignoring him. <laughs> Which will happen today. Mark my words. So I have a quick story about, about yes. the artistic process that I wanted to share to get us started here. So yesterday... Um... Kyle, uh, myself, and our friend Code again—we're all hanging out at uh, at our place, and um, and we'd uh, we'd cook dinner together. We shared that, and uh, and just and, and Kyle had actually come over earlier because I work from home, and my house is just a little cooler than his. So uh, y- you came over here to like uh, work on some books. It's sh- working on shipping some books, which we'll talk about in a second. Um. And then uh, after dinner and after work and all that, we're all just chilling out, shooting the shit. And I just kind of zoned out. I just grabbed my, my switch and was playing some some good old like mindless fucking puzzle quest, right? And uh, I'm I'm doing the puzzle quest. And puzzle quest is like a little little RPG adventure, uh, but but the fights are all like a match three uh, battle game. It's 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 derp fun. It's nothing nothing serious. Just you know, good good mindless thing after work. And so I I, I come up from my video game and say to you in code again, who I had not been paying attention to. Uh, you know, I don't give a fuck about this story, but every once in a while, it's all right. <laughs> and here's what's funny about that. Kyle, what
0: were you and Codigan talking about when I just chimed in with that nugget of joy? I was uh, talking about my comic of this light <laughs> and, and brainstorming some stuff about it. And then Jared just comes in over here. I don't care about this story. <laughs> I No, I don't give a
1: fuck about this story, I said.
0: <laughs> I
1: was not paying attention to you, And, um, so that was nice of me to
0: say. (laughs) I mean, we we we, knew you weren't paying attention.
1: We, um, we demystified it rapidly, but it really (laughs) was a moment in time that happened for sure. Yep. But no, what I think uh, I want to talk about today is, well, first of all, the big news is, uh, you, your most recent kickstarted book has been printed and is a physical object and you have it and, and I've seen it and touched it and, and you were putting it in envelopes yesterday
0: i was um they are going out tomorrow i wanted to give uh kickstarter backers about 48 hours to change their addresses should they need to uh but yeah no i've got the books um and soon you will too if you backed it and if you didn't back it they are actually for sale now on our store on our store on our bookstore
1: look Uh, look at us attempting to shill like professionals yeah, trying. we're trying we're trying it's it is uncomfortable for us but we're trying Uh, which is severalcrows.com slash store mm-hmm. or go to severalcrows.com and click on the big shop button which uh, either like as big as that button is i feel like it's still I, I could design it more clear to click on i feel
0: like anyway so how does it feel to be close to finishing the damn thing fucking fantastic <laughs> Uh, I've been working on this for a while, longer than I wanted to. I mean, most of these streams for quite a while were cleaning up the comics themselves, and that just took longer than I wanted to, and then the price of paper shot up right when I was getting ready to print, and I had to find a different printer. It was just stressful. Yeah. Stressful all the way through. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But then, then it's gonna be finished, and, and you'll get paid. Yes. Which is, I thought, you know, it's, it's, it's obvious to me. But I thought that was interesting uh, to 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 mention. Is yesterday you were talking about wrapping it up, and then that means like you have all of the Kickstarter money in a in a bank account mm-hmm. that you are using to
0: do the thing,
1: and then once all the thing is done, you actually get paid the amount that you get paid.
0: A little more complicated than that because I did actually budget some for the work hours it was going to take to make this. So I I I've been pulling some stuff out for this while while I've been doing it, but. Um, whatever's left from the, like, uh, things got fucked up budget, I get a cash out, uh, any overestimations and costs get cashed out, um, I won't really know how much those are until I'm done shipping, but, uh, should get a couple hundred bucks, that, that, that'll be nice.
1: Yeah. And that's what I figure we should talk about today, is finishing stuff. hmm It's hard. That's a tough oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> you and I both finished
0: big, big things, and small things. I was going to joke that uh, I haven't finished anything ever.
1: Okay. All right. I hate that. And yet I can (laughs) hear that argument because a lot of your things are serials that will continue.
0: Um, Although that's not even true uh, because I've talked a bit about my um, angst might not be the right word, but uh, with with anachronistic season one and how like Neil's gone and i miss him a little bit (laughs) and
1: yet yeah uh in that case uh he was very much supposed to die Mm -hmm. this is not a spoiler for kyle's podcast the first thing the character says is oh god i'm dead
0: Yep, yep. shiny zeobot says you finished anachronistic though yeah i it's one of those things i can't quite make those uh that, that joke anymore i can't even really make a good argument for not making that joke anymore it just it's it's simply not true anymore i I do consider season one of anachronistic a completely finished product though i might still be doing some more stuff with it you know kyle
1: what was the first thing you ever like uh joking aside what was the first time you felt like you had
0: actually finished a project i i i'm mm, no no honestly it's anachronistic really like no no, no
1: comics no art no writing nothing you had done before that counted as
0: finished yeah uh Many novels, I only finished in that they had a beginning, middle, and end. I never edited them to a degree I was comfortable with releasing to the world. Comics, uh, technically chapters 1, 2, and 3 should have felt like that, but frankly didn't. Mm.
1: Okay, felt like, or... Because you did finish it. You got a book done, and, and I have those books.
0: Yes, but like you, you your specific question was what was the thing that first thing I felt like I finished felt like I did say felt like okay uh, but yeah, it, it should have but didn't. I guess because I knew like I, I designed chapters one through three to be able to be a place I could stop writing it if I yeah. wanted to and I knew pretty easily that I didn't want to. Let's
1: see. Um, certainly like the first big like anachronistic level, thing that I finished was the Indies. Uh, it's my, my first graphic novel. It's the adventures of independent artists trying to keep each other from quitting. And so I finished that, and I kickstarted that, and uh, and it's a printed book that I have and sell occasionally. That's the first, I think, that's the one that made me feel like finishing things is a thing that I do.
0: hmm Despite not really feeling like I finished anything, participating in NaNoWriMo showed me that I could finish things. Uh, so NanoRimo, for those who don't know, is National Novel Writing Month. Um, it's basically a, a bit of a, think of it like a writing marathon. Uh, a bunch of uh, writers all like sort of come together and say they're all gonna write an entire novel, like 40,000, 50,000 words all in one month, beginning, middle, and end. And I did get, I, I participated sort of twice and uh, got two completed drafts. Uh, I just never edited them to the degree I wanted to um, mainly because I realized that I'd become such a better writer that um those like I, I I would do better starting a different novel from scratch than continuing with those i I actually don't think those novels will ever see the light of day i i in one case I think I'm just not the right person to tell the story I was trying to tell and in the other case it was just sort of like high school kids first uh fantasy story and like okay, college kids first fantasy story, and I just think I'm capable of way better things.
1: I it feels it feels like the sort of thing that I would like raise hackles about. It's like oh no, you made it, you should. Ca-. But also no, um, yeah, because I know, especially because I know you, that you wrote that story, and you're like okay, I wrote it, but it's I'm just gonna put it. over. I'm not gonna do anything with it, and that's a that's a completely fine decision to make. Uh, with, with the thing you create is like, nah, this isn't really for everyone. I kind of feel that way about Rational Man with a Shotgun, where it's just like, this is really violent and kind of just meme and not really my proudest thing, but it was, it was a thing that connected me to a community. So yeah, it was fun, and it exists, and it happened, but I kind of downplay it next to my other things. But what else I know about you is that when you were writing Anachronistic – you would pull from things that you're like well this whole story was a throwaway piece of garbage but this piece of it can be a i can actually use this to fill in some gaps in this a, this anachronistic episode or in one particular mm. case uh a um a side story that you told between episodes when you needed some fucking
0: breathing room yeah and that was definitely i mean that was more with uh short stories actually you know, now that you mention it though like I've got this knockoff Star Wars thing that's will be simmering in my head for I I want to say at least another five years. <laughs> don't don't expect this <laughs> to come out. Uh, oh no, it's <laughs> but uh, G-
1: Gecko and I are writing our own knockoff Star Wars thing together, like right now, just for the fuck of it. So yes, <laughs> that can happen.
0: But yeah, there's this uh, Star Wars thing that I mess with, and it uh, I, I the, the the Bappy's first uh, fantasy novel I mentioned earlier. I've actually been thinking about how I would like some of the themes I touched on in there how they'd be better suited for this. So yeah, I, I do reuse things that I've, I've written. If if it calls. I certainly like they weren't wasted words. I almost think of them as deliberate practice. Because the reason I wanted
1: to bring it up as a as a topic the, the finishing of things is number one it was something that uh, our community requested we bring up. But I a common joke of mine is that the three hardest parts of making a comic are starting it, keeping up with it, and finishing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I'm proud of, proudest of, finishing is my graphic novel that is not my dream project. In fact, when I was coming up with it, I was kind of finished with um, probably the the my first take at talking about this this fantasy world that Wild Azaleas takes place in. Uh, which is some of the stuff that I was coming up with when I, you know, as, as famously mentioned, it was Seven and making comics. Those ideas were from all the way back then. And so I'm trying to, my life goal is basically to be a one-man axe cop, where I take the, I, the wild ideas that child me had and render them well with, with adult me's skills. So that's, that's what my dream project is. That's what I'm working on. Is what Wild Azaleas is, is the current iteration of that world that I dreamt up with when I was very small. So I had done my first stab. It was like a single chapter comic of Elzevayax. Of it's fine. I'm, I don't hate it. I'm not ashamed of it. I am you know, I've got that. I've got a reasonable measure of it's my old work embarrassment so I won't be mm-hmm. like tossing it around anywhere. But I made it, and I'm proud of it for its time and for what my skills were at that point. I have way more copies of it than I will ever need because they overprinted it and just gave me the rest for free. So <laughs> so I hope that, that copies of that original comic book are used to light my Viking funeral pyre as you sh- shove me off into the sea. <laughs> that would be dope. Anyway, I was wrapped up with that, and I was doing some other stuff. I had some old garbage comics that I did with my, you know, about my friends, and had a lot of their stoners. So it was a lot of stupid derp drug humor and whatever. I did not care for marijuana; not my thing. I didn't even try it until I'd broken up with those friends, but that's a whole other story. Um, so yeah, those were dumb comics. I don't really care for those either. And, and I'm breaking up with those friends and making new friends and thinking, need, I need something new. I need, I need a new project. So I dreamt up this idea of a, a gang of independent artists uh, just trying to keep each other from quitting. And the reason why I did that is because I was feeling like I didn't have the skill to tell my dream story yet. I need to up my art. I need to create something and finish it. And so I wanted something that I could scribble out once a week, Crank it out. Don't worry about it being good. Just do it. This probably the the birthplace of the do thing mentality. Like I want something that I can just do thing, and preferably something that I can finish. That took four years. It took. Uh, I actually did keep up with that once a week for three years until it was uh, 150 pages were done. Uh, so just a little under three three years, once uh, one page a week and then spent another year uh, editing it and getting it ready to print and kickstart. That was a big fucking deal. But that's ha- when I, that's when I knew that I could finish something.
0: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. been, I, I, think, uh, I, I think knowing that I could and actually doing weren't necessarily um, the same thing because like before those NaNoWriMo attempts, I didn't know I could, mm. and it didn't feel like I could. Yeah. But afterwards, it definitely felt like I could. I just was choosing not to because my energy was better spent elsewhere. I like that distinction.
1: I like that distinction between being able to finish something and believing that you can finish something because those are separate. A lot like how we, we see a lot of folks that are good artists with bad uh, confidence. So I, I think it's it's interesting that like you people do need to finish something to feel like they can finish something. And I, I see this as the struggle for a lot of people because we, even even apart from the difficulty of actually finishing a project when you got a day job or whatever else, like, you know, whatever it is that you need to feed you and shelter you, some people are full-time artists and still struggle with with finishing things. So you've got all the life challenges in front of you. But on top of that, so many of the stories of my lifetime, and I'm old. <laughs> I'm a middle aged man, and and like the stories that I grew up with didn't end. Because that's how you make the money you you get a, a a franchise or a serial that you can get for another season, another season, another season, and you don't write an ending because you want it to keep going, so that that's your job now. And then I realized that you know. Most of my favorite stories are ones that end. Lord of the Rings, Avatar Last Airbender, uh, Gravity Falls. Things that were going somewhere and got there are most of my favorite things in the world. I'm, I'm looking at Owl House and saying, oh, this is going somewhere. This is going to end. I want the ending. Disney, finish Owl House, you cowards.
0: Uh, somewhat similar. Like there be there came a point where, and it's no secret on this podcast, I'm a big anime fan. Uh, but anime don't end.
1: Yeah, it, it's to to the to the massive degree of things like Berserk, where, uh, dude had an ending in mind and died before he could reach it.
0: I definitely like agree that that stories that have a planned ending tend to be better than ones that that don't. To a certain extent, that's why I, I think I, I started off gravitating towards word books, um, because those have a much higher completion rate um, mm. than, frankly than comics yeah. do. Just real quick, uh, Shani Zubat says, A weird problem for me with finishing my senior show was not feeling any sense of accomplishment. I felt so mi- uh, so empty and unfulfilled, and it was the largest project I had ever completed. Still trying to reconcile with that. I'm not um, sure
1: what is meant by senior show.
0: Uh, it would have been like a massive senior project and college so on that end like i've definitely had projects anachronistic is actually one of them i didn't actually feel finished until a bit later after the the episode was done and it had sat and that kind of like stressed me out for a bit and and the accomplishment in general of of completing comics it does tend to hit me a lot later now It, it sort of sounds like maybe that delay happened and never actually got to you you know i'm actually kind of reminded of that um that one book we were uh, we we went over uh the it's okay to not be okay yeah 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 uh, maybe yeah, i'm yeah, getting yeah. it slightly wrong no, uh but not... how yeah how sometimes um feelings don't process themselves until years and years after yeah as Shani zubats clarifies yeah it was making uh five standalone sculptures and installing them into a gallery space Oof. that's a lot of work um i know this might sound somewhat like a bullshit psychological uh, gymnastic, but because it is, uh, <laughs> but I'd honestly suggest like taking some time to just sort of try and make yourself feel proud of accomplishing that after the fact. Cause that's a massive feat. Like I, I got tired just thinking about the thing you just described. I do also think that general in general school projects felt me, gave me like, keep in mind, I finished school, assignments all the time i don't count those as i finished something it was sort of because like there was a gun to my head to do it um and so i didn't really feel like it was under my own power
1: you know what's interesting is as i came out of college and got a professional job and became a software engineer in a weird order um i did look back at college as one because one of the values of college for me was learning to finish a thing and one of the things about one of the actual useful things about a degree, even any degree is that, oh, you did complete a thing. Now, there's a lot to say about whether college is good or bad. And I think the world is changing quite a lot. Yes, yes. so I, I finished school, got a job. and and yeah, like our, looking back at art at school in general is just like, yeah, that's that was a, a way to uh, officially actually finish something but arts, arts college itself and art school like in particular i can i can argue whether it's actually good or bad in my case i had to i had to i honestly had to make it work it wasn't automatically good for me and i think like if i just came out of school with my degree and expected everything to be ready to go i would have been depressed and in my case, I had a lot of other things going on. I was learning, I was teaching myself to code before I got out of school. I kind of like, it was, I, I'm, I graduated in 2000 because I'm old and I was looking at the internet and said, this seems important. I'm going to learn as much about it as I can. And my school was actually kind of in my way on the matter. Uh, There's a lot about like digital art and, and computer graphics that my school was really, really stubborn about. And said, "No, you're going to learn the traditional ways because that's the kind of school we are, and that's the sc- it's a it's a it's a well known art school. I went to Virginia Commonwealth University, and they had a really established art program. What was interesting about my schooling is that they wanted to put you in a specific track, like animation, illustration, uh, d- graphic design, uh, video video making. You know, it's just like video editing. Those you they wanted to put you in a track and make you an expert of that track, but." They were seeing that the computer graphics was its own thing, and they're creating a new track called Digital Imaging, but they hadn't actually designed what it was. I was one of the first two people in that program, and they hadn't established it, so it it gave me the opportunity to just take a bunch of everything. That's why I did well because I just learned a little bit of everything. I know a little bit of video editing. I know a little bit of animation. I know a little bit of illustration. And a l- actually, probably the thing that I spent the most on was graphic design, because I knew that was probably what was going to pay my bills. And it is, even though I, I ended up teaching myself enough code to get a you know job as an engineer, I um, can speak design, so I can talk to designers and work things out. But I'm off track now. Yes, college is an easy way to finish something. But not necessarily automatic and not necessarily good for everyone.
0: I'm reminded of a particular thing I had being an English major, which is almost everyone and their mother in in specifically in my hometown. When I mentioned I was an English major, they said, "I quote, "So you're going to be a teacher, right?" And that was actually that was actually a thing uh, that made me like really home in on Seattle because I visited here. And people ask me that question of, oh, what did you major in? And I said English. And they're like, oh, are you planning to be a writer? Have you ever seen the movie Girl Interrupted?
1: Uh, it's about a young woman that uh, goes to, basically, through for a number of pretty decent reasons, goes into a, uh, a mental institution in, in her uh, late teens, I think, and um, was ill and does get better and meets other people who are ill and it's kind of her adventures of it and one of the factors of it was as she's uh, before she goes into the hospital she says I want to be a writer and people would throw shade about uh, about that it's like what are you going to do with that and then after she's coming out they're asking her questions like "Uh, what do you want to do with your life once you get out of here it's like well I'd like to be a writer same answer to the same question and they're like oh that's good (laughs) And just a different audience is like, oh, no, you seem to have a life goal in, uh, uh, intended here. I feel like, to bring this back to our core point, everybody needs something to show them how to, and that they can, finish stuff. And this is advice I give to people all the time. Is, okay, you've got the big thing in your brain, that's dope do a small thing first just to feel it to taste it to 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 know what it is to do thing and make sure it's something you can finish and if you end up making a second a second big project think of an even smaller one than
0: that you know uh writing college actually did sort of hammer that into me against my will um it was all about writing short stories and they actively wanted you to not go all the way to a novel uh which felt a little counterproductive at the time because there's not money in short story collections uh but there was a certain level of that i kind of wish that lesson had been a bit more explicit and that there had been an option to go forward after i'd mastered that first lesson if you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And I th- I think that's again a lot of why do thing is is my my
0: broken record motto
1: because I want people to just dive in and I think there's a lot of paralysis. But I've got the big project I wanna do. It's fucking hard and daunting and, and paralyzing and I can't ever do the big project and I'm not even good enough to start the big project, do a smaller one. Do thing. Uh, Code again saying, if I hadn't gone to college, I have no idea what I would have done. Maybe just focus all my energies on writing and doing everything I could to make that work. College sort of killed writing for me for a long time. That's a bummer. Weirdly similar to me because I have always wanted to draw comics, but I focused in college on trade skills and design skills and, and teaching myself the to code and then focused myself on my career after that. It's almost like it's the entire theme of the show that you and I are doing right now. (laughs) (laughs) It might be the fact that Kyle and I are doing this show because we know it's hard and we want to help people do it because it's hard.
0: I, I do think like, if I had advice to give about finishing things, I think the real trick is to just pick one project and say... I'm going to do this until I feel like it's finished. Yep. And that just has to be your priority. Whenever that voice in your head comes up and says, oh, I'm, you know, uh, I'm not really feeling as excited about it. I I need to uh, work on a a new project. And then that will be the one you have to ignore it. And you just have to pick the one project and just that's your focus until you finish it. And then every other time after that will be a lot easier. You know, if I, if I was giving like full on, if we're going full on unsolicited advice, I'd say a project that you won't be completely heartbroken if it doesn't uh like end up good enough to release but i also kind of think that will happen if it's meant to either way once you finish it because like those the the especially the like fantasy novel I, I mentioned like i i thought like oh yeah no this is going to be the one i'll be so sad if i i if this never sees the light of day and then like. Within a year after finishing it, I'm like, I can do better.
1: <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with finishing something you care about less, but finishing it and saying, mm, all right, I finished. It's not great, but I finished it. And I think you and I both mentioned like later, like uh, much later projects that we considered the, the first one we finished anachronistic and, and like you created a bunch of things before anachronistic. I created a bunch of things before the indies, but those were our big, I finished this moments. And like I said, the Indies was supposed to be my small project. It took four years, but I finished it though. It's super finished.
0: I I mentioned last, uh, I mentioned last episode, uh, that yeah, there's a plan for nine chapters and of this light and every three chapters, I gave myself a, a, a exit point. Like I could end the story there if I needed to, like there was a beginning, middle and end, um, and just in case like no one was reading it, I wasn't fe- feeling fulfilled by it. I really hated what I was making all those things. Uh, but I feel
1: like I'm honestly yeah. doing the same thing with wild azaleas because chapter one, if it w- if that's all I ever created, it's a nice little vignette of this, this team of, of like cops, fantasy cops. And, and you get a good slice of the world and honestly it could stand alone by itself. And chapter two, um by the end of it, it's kind of like, oh hey, that's what they do in their spare time. And that was the point of the story. I feel I so far, chapter one or chapter two, if I exp- if I spontaneously combust, then um I I I got somewhere that's satisfying. There's more. There's a lot more. There's some places I want to go. But I got somewhere. And that's that's finished. <laughs> I finished chapter Chapter 1 is finished!
0: Somewhat similarly, like anachronistic, had season one. I like there there was a season. The season had a beginning, middle, and end.
1: If other projects become more interesting to you, if you spontaneously combust, uh, or if you just you just never really come up with a good idea for chapter two, j- chapter one was solid. That was a good story with the good beginning, middle, and end. It was real good, and there could be more. But damn, did you reach an ending? If you are listening to this as a podcast and you hear us mention, oh, someone in chat says, uh, that's because we are streaming this. I'm uh, Kyle and I both stream it uh, independently. Kyle streams on uh, K Newbridge, uh, Twitch.tv slash K Newbridge, and I stream on Twitch.tv slash Ironoki. And if you want to hang out with us and, and ask some questions and be part of the conversation, jump in, hang out, come on, we're here. Uh, and we stream this every uh, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time from Seattle. Oh, Squirrel Girl really likes the emergency exits idea. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think like having points where it's just like, okay, if I get at least get this far, at least it's a thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think I would have uh, kept up with OTL if I hadn't done that. Just get to g- climb the mountain in phases and give your muscles rest as you, as you go up.
1: Let's go look at some comics. Ah. <sighs> Today is July twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two, and I found some cool comics being kickstarted, and you should check them out because they're cool. The first one I found is called "I Knew the Wind Was Cold" by Jeff Ryder and crew. Let's find some art. Let's find some art. Um, Kyle, do you like do you like Western music?
0: Um, no, you don't. I mean, like, def- you don't at all. <laughs>
1: it's a defined western I, uh, uh, um uh, country music is what i meant to say now i know uh, you don't like country music.
0: i mean it like depends yeah, but it's fine. a lot of people say that when i say i like country they tend to call those songs folk so, yeah you know.
1: um the, the 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 writer of this mentions that they're a huge country fan and that's a big uh, mention of it it's like uh and they i i mean really good country music not the garbage you generally hear on the radio we're talking William, and we- uh wilson Wileson, Johnny Cash and Merle Hagrid. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. Jo- you say Johnny Cash, I know what you're talking about. Anyway, let me read about what this is. Okay, hang on. <sighs> a frightened girl on a lonely highway. A dark swamp filled with eldritch, poisonous revenge. A cursed gunslinger who stalks werewolves in the Old West. And a dirtbag hunter who's about to get what's coming to him. Four twisted tales of terror, all with country-western twang to him. All of these macabre tales have their inspiration in old Western ballads, Southern poetry, or wild country songs. They twist those iconic tones and sad melodies into horrifying yarns. Each story is written by Jeff Ryder with some of the best indie artistic, art, artistic talent around, including, I was going to give this list in a minute, but we'll read it right now, Marika Boisonew, Keith Grasmick, Stan Cho, Sean, Dicker, and more. The collection is a 40-page single issue for featuring four short stories and commentary on their creation and inspiration. This is lovely. This is intense. Do you know what I think might make you like country music just a little bit?
0: If it was also horror, Kyle. <laughs> Would that help? At least a little? I mean... See, that's the thing is I don't dislike country mm, music. Mm. I just oh, some people it's, think that the country music I like is folk. <laughs> like I like the, the people that I have had these conversations with would say Johnny Cash is folk, not country. The, I,
1: mm. Okay. Alright, okay. Anyway, that's a snake coming out of a Cadillac. That's pretty yes, cool. There's some
0: ghost armadillos in fire.
1: I don't know what's going on.
0: It does frankly remind me of Old Gods of Appalachia. A little, a little bit of Old Gods of
1: Appalachia in this. I'm feeling that. This is good. Uh, the art is telling the story for sure. This is lovely. Oh, I love this. I love those shadows. I love those shadows. Those are good. Good colors. Good colors. love good colors. You don't need good colors. But when you have them, I love it. Where are we at? We are, oh, we made our goal already. Great. Uh, so just looking to get it printed, looks like. Just uh looking for $1,200, and we got $1,300. So it made its goal. So if you back this, you will most likely get it. That makes me happy. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, let's see. Written by Jeff Ryder. Here's the full list that I saw. Uh, Sean Dicker, Justin Birch, Keith Grasmick, uh, Marika Boysen Uh, I'm just not even looking at the letters. I'm sorry. now uh, new Michelle Montrose, uh, Micah Myers and Stancho. I try my best with the names. If I, sp- if I pronounce them incorrectly, please let me know and I will correct it next week. Uh, so yeah, third, 63 backers, 18 days ago. That's a good solid start. That's definitely meet its goal and we can get it. You can get it. That's a cool one. Okay. Next up. Kyle, do you like sad things
0: from time to time?
1: <laughs> do you have a flair for the melancholy? It way?
0: may be a brand.
1: How about existential drifting in space?
0: Uh, my favorite movie is The Fountain. Wait, oh, yeah, I need to see that.
1: Sit me down. I've, I've been told I need to see that. Sit me down and, 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 and make me watch The Fountain. That'd be great. Okay. Uh, Koi, Deep Thoughts in Deep Space by Adam Gillespie. Art? Art. Yes. Good. Uh, in the, the far-flung reaches of space, First Officer Daniel Gray is alone. Alone in a vast spaceship, and alone in an even vaster universe. As the last member of the human race, he follows the same routine every day, waiting for his clock to wind down and bring an end to all the possibilities that once filled mankind's future. And then one day, he encounters something unexplainable. Something that opens the door to more possibilities than Daniel had ever imagined. I think he finds a giant space fish. (laughs) <laughs> that's really cool. Uh it definitely does that 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 black and white with one color thing really well. And the the orange is just the the color of the otherworldly, the unknown that this guy, the last guy finds out in the nothing nowhere of space. It's that's so striking. I love it. Perfect perfect decision for the de- for the design of this. Um Really just looking for what it takes to print it. $349 uh, translated from Australian. Uh, yeah, so that's that's 500 in Australian. Translated to Freedom Dollars. Um, Yeah, so definitely met its goal. Definitely just looking to get it printed. So that's probably going to get printed. And that's beautiful. I like it. Now, this next one almost didn't pass my test. So what I'm usually looking for is give me... Uh, a good description, which it did do, and give me good art to show and and to kind of know what's going to be inside the book, which it didn't do. I've only got one picture to show on this one. But the concept's pretty unignorable, and it's their second one, and they've made their first one, so I feel confident that these guys are going to make a good second book. This is called Black Vans. A queer... People of color, LGBT+, plus, cyberpunk, superhero comic. One picture is all I got, and I feel like that's enough. I feel like I know what I'm getting out of this. Let me read about it. Black Vans is a comic book. Uh, ba- Black Vans is a comic book. Uh, a cyberpunk superhero mashup. A strange tale about pharmaceutical companies run amok in future, spelled with a P-H, Philadelphia, where hackers provide intel, communications, and surveillance for the slowly disappearing superhero community. Mm. The hackers, called EQs, are a wild bunch. They fall along the queer LGBT plus spectrum, their ranks reflecting the ethnic diversity of the city they're from, of the world. Uh, lead character Bo is a plus-sized gay bear of Afro-Latino descent who's oh who always seems to be messing up. When it's his time to step up and save the day, will he answer the call under the ever-present eye of the tech pharmaceutical maven Goran Gale, a sinister, somewhat mysterious mogul whose presence casts a dark cloud over future Philadelphia. And uh, when his super I'm sorry, I got a little bit lost on this sentence. When his super wild star disappears, will Bo be able to galvanize the EQ hacker community to find out where all the heroes went? This book is weird, political, noisy, and an absolute blast. I believe that was a quote. That's what they said about it. I believe it. Looking for uh, 7,500, got 2,200 so far. This is the second, the second installment in this series. They made their first one, so uh, having read about it a little bit, uh, they're just making more. Uh, created by Alex Smith. That's a, that's like I, one of the reasons why I do this whole project is I'm I'm after diversity and it's like wow I'm gonna just put all the diversity all in one place yeah I'm all right for that yeah let's do that that's good I like that. And um for the last one I got today, Kyle, what's the temperature right now? Yes, correct. It's too fucking hot. It's really, really hot everywhere all over the world for no reason. We can't understand it. There's no explanation to it. It's just, it just seems like it's just hotter than it was ever before. Breaking records with the heat. You know what we need? We need a little bit of Christmas in July, I think. So uh, for my last one, I found uh, a steampunk carol, a festive nutcracker retelling uh, by Luca Frigiero. And Lorenza. Piglia Moscha. Again, if I mispronounce
0: your names, please let me know and I will correct it.
1: Oh yeah, that looks good.
0: Oh, that looks pretty. I could pretend it's this temperature.
1: Yeah, let's just let's just <laughs> let's just take some snow in through our eyes and read about this guy. It's um, it's just a steampunk retelling of the Nutcracker. So Nutcracker and the Mouse King, it's uh we're gonna take the Nutcracker and the Mouse King and just retell it in a cyberpunk uh, uh, style. That's solid. I don't need much more than that. Uh, we've got here's the destruction. Here's the description. Destruction. Here's the description. All to say, uh, Caitlin Ward is a little girl living with her father and little brother on their beautiful family estate. Whoops, that's the wrong scroll. This is the scroll I'm looking for. Um. One day, two old friends of the family come to visit and give Caitlin a small present—a tin soldier. This small gesture of kindness sets off a series of events unlike any uh, other. Any other changing uh, young, Ka- unlike any other changing young Caitlin's world forever. Got a little lost on the sentence again. Doing my job, guys. Doing my job. Uh, with contributions by Tobin uh, Resicott, Bri- Brant Fowler, and Lisa Fowler. Uh, got a good team together to make this. It's pretty. It's cold. And it's the nutcracker. You've heard of it before. It's just, you know, it's it's got it's got some gears and steam in it. And there's the tin soldiers fighting the mice. Yeah. That's nice. That's just pretty. That's just it's just nice. I like it. Um, really, really big this is yeah, we're we're asking for what we're worth here. So definitely got a, a stellar team together. They need to get paid, they're looking for uh sixteen thousand. We're at six thousand so far from one hundred and fifty one backers, so does need a lot of attention to reach that goal, but I think they can do it. That's um a pretty good start for only a couple of days in. I think they can do it. That's the comic shop that I found this week. Kyle, where can people find links
0: to these? You can find the links in the show notes or on your Twitter account.
1: Uh, my Twitter account is at Ironoki, and I'll be tweeting these out all next week. Uh, hey, let's 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 get, let's do our due diligence and chill ourselves just a, just a bit. Kyle, where where do people find your stuff?
0: Uh, I'm at K Newbridge on pretty much everything, but uh, right now I am pushing my new book, "The Punchline Is Death," uh, which is for sale at SeveralCrows.com. Uh, severalcrows.com slash store to be a bit more specific, but yeah, they're, I'm currently selling them for $15. That price may go up in a couple of months. Uh, we'll see. But,
1: uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. I um, uh, You can find me at at Ironoki, I-R-O-N-O-H-K-I on uh, either Twitch or Twitter. Those are usually the places I hang out. Uh, and at my, and I put my comics on my website, jer.art, J-E-R. A-R-T. And uh, I also have a couple of books on that same store that Kyle just mentioned. Uh, severalcrows.com slash store. Uh, you can get a copy of my uh, uh, my first graphic novel The Indies um, which is The Adventures of Independent Artists Trying to Keep Each Other from Quitting. Did, did we do a good show? Did we do all right?
0: We all right? I think we did. All right.
1: Uh, video games.
0: Yes. Uh, you finally got me going for realsies on Don't Starve. Now you are a you and
1: Code Again are big fans of of uh Rimworld. Let me tell you what it's like uh being me near you guys when you're talking about Rimworld. Um pretend for metaphor's sake that I just love heroin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> opiates. The, the the refined stuff that makes all the hurting go away. Let's just that, pretend where you
0: just really like playing yeah. Sith.
1: Metaphors. We're using metaphors here. And 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 here you and and Code again are saying, Man, we just got the most refined, purest, most powerful opiate morphine, heroin fucking cocaine cocaine marijuana needles there ever was. And I'm just like for my health i probably shouldn't play that game but for my addiction that sounds lovely that sounds delicious i am not playing rimworld that sounds like the strongest drugs ever codigan is just checking in in chat to say guess what i'm playing right now anyway so um I would say that when, yes, the other thing that uh, that I feel when you guys describe RimWorld is that, hmm, that sounds like stronger, lower graphics don't starve. And don't starve is the, you know, we talk about addiction... We're talking about that this this kind of survival, like, like you know, did spawn a world and live in it for as long as you can genre of video game may be just a little addictive to Jare. Don't Starve, not even adding Don't Starve Together's hours to regular Don't Starve is the number one hours played game on my Steam account. Right after Don't Starve, Is two addictive MMOs, Warframe and then Destiny 2, are the number, are the silver and gold medal winners for number of hours played on my Steam account. I might really like the genre of video game where it spawns a world and you live in it until you can't. And Don't Starve is my favorite. How are you liking it?
0: Um, similarly, uh, well, uh, I, I am enjoying it quite a bit. I do feel like I have other games that I'm more used to that scratch the same itch. Um, but to a certain extent, like, that's also a good thing, because um, it allows me to... It's kind of like what we were talking about last week with, like, junk food versus health food. Playing a new game is a little bit healthier than just playing the same game over and over again. I, I mean, the art style is definitely super my vibe. Um, I've, I've always been intrigued by that. Uh, and I'm finally getting the hang of it, so I feel a little bit less on a uh, like on the back foot playing. Yeah,
1: and I, I you and I have, like, and I, I gave you, uh, it's like, the first time Kyle played, we, we just jumped on a call together. And I, I said, like, I'm going to hang out with you and play it. I'm going to play it on my own while we're doing it. And I, I'm not going to give you hints. I'm going to only answer direct questions. and uh, And I did give you a couple of hints that I knew that you can't figure out on your own. Uh but for the most part I kind of want you to get killed by all the things that'll kill you on your own. <laughs> uh how's how's it been
0: going? How do you like
1: d- did I did I do a good introduction? Was I all right? was I was I alright it?
0: I I think it was good for the first session. Um I think I'm definitely like once once I started like going out of my way to watch some YouTube videos explaining the game, I think that's when I was like in like it like into it. <laughs> um so I've like I've officially hit that, and that definitely like just looking up stuff increased my ability to play the game immensely.
1: Absolutely. That 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 is part like because wh- it is a game that you learn, and you learn yeah. how oh like there's a unique emotion that I get from uh from Don't Starve, and that emotion is I didn't know
0: that could kill me. Oh <laughs> well, uh, we were having a. You're having dinner one night after you showed me the game, and um, I don't know. I, I was like, how do I get charcoal? And then you're like, burn down trees. I'm like and and my thought process was something like, you can burn down trees. Oh, I bet you do that with the torch I never crafted. I go home, I just burn down everything I see. This mm-hmm. is fun. Yes.
1: <laughs> and there's an entire character about that. <laughs> do you love just burning down everything? There's a character that rewards you for that.
0: So yeah, uh I'm enjoying it. My favorite character so far is the Robot boy. Um, and it's
1: funny because like when uh when you played and I said, "Oh, I'm just going to I'm going to derp. I'm going to play a character I don't usually play." Uh I actually played uh it's uh, WX78 cuz I know them. Um and I was like, "Oh, let me just let me just dive in with Robot cuz I don't really I never really put a bunch of time into a, a him." And uh yeah, he's a lot of fun.
0: I would describe it as sort of a uh more than uh even a, a Rimworld thing it feels sort of to me like a like goth tim burton oh, horror version yeah. of uh stardew valley
1: oh yeah. yeah 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 yeah
0: uh and i kind of like that because like stardew valley is one of those that like I, I i've always been adjacent to but never quite been my thing i watched something else on youtube actually what did you watch
1: um, I watched a cartoon called Monkey Wrench. Monkey Wrench and the Ghost Egg by Zurel, Z E U R E L. Now, number one, this is an indie project. This guy put this together with blood, sweat, and tears. Kickstarter, and uh, I don't think it was Kickstarter. I think it's just all Patreon. This is his. This is his baby. I recommend that you check it out. I think people should go and watch it because I love indie projects. I love when people get things funded and and manage to do it. The production quality of this for an indie project is top fucking tier. The fights, the fight scenes are great. It's hard to believe that just a thing that someone animated on their own, they, they got a team together like they are they they got funding together they got a team together they got voice actors together this is a cartoon show and somehow this guy just pulled a squad together and put this cartoon show together i'm going to say something that i don't like saying about an indie arts project i didn't like it oh no <laughs> that's fine i still th- there's a lot i did like about it and I still recommend it, and I think people should watch it. The story is pretty cool. Um, it's uh, it's it, you know it's um it's Cowboy Bebop. It's just a little bit more Cowboy Bebop. Everyone is an alien. There's just a bunch of weirdo aliens. They're really cool. Um, our um, our two protagonists are. Uh, I, I thought actually this is a really cool touch. They are uh, they are absolutely non-human, um, but they're coded as a black man and a Hispanic man. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, they are absolutely just Alien Spike Spiegel and Alien Jet Black. That is who they are for sure. And so they're going on a on a bounty hunter caper. Uh, there's some other bounty hunters. There's some violence. The violence is oh, it's great. Oh, it's some good violence. Oh, they they shoot the guns, they fight, and the gravity, and uh, to do some cool. Oh, they're so cool. They're the cool guys. Um, and they're the underdogs and everyone else is better equipped and stronger and, and they just, and they, but they,
0: but they do it though. Cause they're cool.
1: Um, a little bit of the annoying humor as you, you know, we, we talked about this with, uh, with, uh, TMNT rise where you, you, you kind of get a stomach for it, you know? And, and I definitely have a, a pretty good stomach for like, oh, uh, is, uh, is there some, some kind of like the, oh, this, this character annoying and that's the joke. <sighs> Is it a cartoon? All right, I can deal. Is it is it live action? Fuck off! But if it's a cartoon, I can deal. Um so yeah, there's a lot of enjoyable stuff in here. Uh the the protagonist character, oh, what's his name? Uh, Sh- uh Shriek Sanchez. Uh, he's a really cool designed alien. I love the alien designs they they're cool looking like the 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 one of the main antagonists is just this cool dragon lady she's got power armor where she's oh do you have a gun that's cute my armor's too good for your gun um, oh and then um, oh uh, scorehard and Chinese Us might be dropping off. bye bye guys. it's okay. I uh, hope you can stay but if you can't goodbye. Um, right yeah anyway so um, so I'm watching this. And I'm having enough fun. There's there's some cute stuff. There's some cool stuff. I, I wasn't really, it wasn't really clicking with me, and that's that's kind of where I'm at with it, which it didn't didn't really click with me, right? And 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 I share it with Gecko, as I do with everything. My best friend Gecko, uh, the fellow lives in in not just not just Southern California, but the southernest of California. Which means uh he is right next to Mexico. Which means he's got a lot of you know folks from Mexico, Hispanic and, and Spanish speaking folks in his community, and so uh, I'm watching this with him, and I was like, I, you know what, I, I I told him I was like, I'm not sure I like this or not. What do you think of it? And and he watched it, and um and so we're we're looking at it and we're talking about it, and 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 Gecko's like, I can't. It's like I'm I'm li- Gecko's listening to the dude's accent, the 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 primary character's accent. And he's got a thick Hispanic accent, and Gecko's like. I can't place his accent. Uh, Gecko lives around people who have accents and different ones, right? And and and, and Gecko's like, I can't quite place exactly where his accent's from. And so we look up a little bit and yeah, that that voice actor is quite white. And it was it's just a huge bummer. Cause it 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 like at, on the on the, on the top level, it's like oh this is cool. It's like a it's like a non white coated uh, like in you know, action adventure and and
0: on uh I mean like kind of a bummer because given it being an indie project, sometimes it's hard to tell like that's exactly know.
1: it yeah. where it it just it just feels like a bummer right because because on the one hand you're you're working with what you got and then you wrote the character this way and then and you you've done audio format you've you wrote an entire fiction podcast and and you wrote it in a way where you would be the primary voice actor and you really were limited in in how much you could afford to hire others to come in uh or ask or ask a really close friend to come in and do it for free <laughs> um and and so you really wrote a story around the fact that you were going to do most of the voice work yourself and that I understand. And, and then you have, like... Uh, we talk about representation a ton around here, both here and then on our on our Tuesday stream. We had a fucking talk for an hour about representation in, in art uh, on Tuesday night. Um, you want to write these diverse characters. But at a certain point, it becomes B.D. Gonzalez, who... Was a positive figure, but also kind of a slur, and 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 like Warner Brothers originally like like deleted Speedy Gonzalez, but but uh, actual like like folks from from Hispanic communities were like, no, we liked him. He's cool. he was a cool guy. He was actually a cool guy, and they kind of like, like you know brought him back, and kind of I don't know what they've done with him since then, but like cultural sensitivity is important because this, you're hurting a person. <laughs> If you do it wrong, it's, um, I, it's just like, yeah, a bummer is really just kind of the end of it where they, it's such a cool project. They did so much work. I think the series is going to have a few more episodes because it's, it's cool enough that I think it's going to get supporters and fans. I think it's worth watching. I, I, I don't think it's bad. But yeah, that one thing kind of just hit me and it's like, ah, damn.
0: Yeah, I think a lot about sensitivity readers, which is something I I want as much as I can. But like, it's not something I can afford to pay people for at what I'm at right now. So I just, thankfully, I have, I I have very diverse friends. And so I am able to pull in favors and trade, uh, trade labor. But like, I, I don't fault that, especially if someone's trying to do their best to be representative, but also... Limited in their sport group and art group. And resource uh, group. Yeah. And resource because group, yeah. Because,
1: like, like, one side of me says, there's there's voice. There's, you got a voice cast together, but this was the protagonist. And they wanted the protagonist to be something other than, you know, something more interesting. And so they wrote them in this way and they coded them in this way. And they worked with the resources that they had available, and like I am white, so there's only so much I can really say about this. And I, if if other people have thoughts on this, fucking tell me. I'd like to hear them. Um, but it's it's a conundrum. I I love diversity and inclusion, and I love <laughs> that's why I do the Kickstarter project because I want different stuff. But bummer aside p- cool project fucking cool project they just they got money together and fucking made a cartoon show and it's got some dope action in it Kyle, i'm going to spoil a thing for you i'm going to give it it's it is from this and i'm going it's it's a a slight action spoiler it's part of a part of like why a, uh, we're talking uh like if these guys had the, had the money they could they could start to reach some Gendy Tartovsky levels here, I think. Um they're, 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 they're bounty hunters, they're poor. And their spaceship don't got the gravity. So they've gotta wear gravity boots around the spaceship. And they hate it and they grumble about it. It's like, why can't we? And they're like, we don't got the money, but we'll do this job and we'll get some cash and maybe we'll actually get some pizza this week or whatever. Um plot. And then they get into the big fight with the other bounty hunters that are all competing for the same bounty. Action, 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 dope ass, fucking, great action. Let me not mince words on this. The action is great. Um, through the action, the gravity in the room gets fucked up. And our two, our two kind of like underdog buddies are still wearing their gravity boots that they have to wear because they because their ship sucks. And so they suddenly have a gigantic advantage against everyone else and use it to kick super ass. Fucking great. You see why I have a conundrum about it? <laughs> It's a dope project. There's one bummer about it, but fuck, it's so good otherwise. And it's like, I think like, yeah. And end result is I didn't particularly care for it. Uh, but I kind of want other. I want people to like it though. I want it to be liked. I want it to find who likes it and just make because yeah, make do thing,
0: make 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 cool thing do thing. Uh, I finally finished the season. I thought it was the series, but the season finale of Kaguya-sama Love is War. Talk to um, me
1: about some anime while I draw a Pokemon.
0: It is a delightful rom-com. It's one of my favorite rom-coms. My, my roommate, Loopy Fritz, is uh, quite the rom-com aficionado. Uh, but this is one that actually like stuck, stuck out to me. Um... Basic concept is, you know, it's an anime, so it's in high school, of course. We, we had a discussion about this okay, on Okay, yeah, uh, we didn't... Uh, okay, but, uh, let's,
1: let's, let's bookmark that, because we haven't said it on the podcast, but we have a particular bit of ire about the fact that every anime must, by Japanese law, take place in high school. That's a whole
0: conversation to itself. We'll skip it. Go on, please. Uh, but yeah, it's about a prestigious uh japanese high school uh where the student council who is a poor student with amazing grades and the vice uh, president of the student council who is also an incredibly smart person but also like the daughter of the richest of, of japanese jeff bezos you know like super uh, uh prestigious rich family um are absolutely dumb goo goo in love with each other Except because of their respective statuses, they can't let themselves be the first one to approach the other, at least in their heads. So they each uh, pull a series of escalating stunts to try and uh, trick the other one into confessing first. I don't hate this premise. It, it actually was pretty, pretty glorious. Um, especially when they introduced the side characters and they all are actually really complex people. Um, one of the side characters, I believe he's the secretary, is a guy named Ishigami. And he's he's actually like a really good character. Um, he's an outcast who, um, in middle school, beat the shit out of an asshole. Oh, good. Um, and no one ever bothered to hear his side of it and it just doing that not only tanked his social standing but uh gave him just some massive confidence issues and the uh, president like read the situation and was like something's up with this kid i'm gonna talk to him and not only like convinced him to start going to school again but also invited him to the student council and this character is like him continuing to like constant rises of like trying to rebuild his confidence and then taking a loss and going back down and then trying again and then like finding dreams and going towards those but it not going smoothly like it's actually just really well-written drama jer it's really well-written drama um and that wasn't even the main uh the main couple it's it's just one of the side characters this is not that uh, you're actually
1: almost selling me on this
0: yeah it's it's one of my favorite uh rom-coms i've seen for sure um there is actually a confession arc um that normally doesn't happen in these uh from what i understand the manga does keep going afterwards the, the the most recent season ended uh with that confession arc so i don't know if necessary if it will continue but boy if there's an arc in a rom-com where they are actually together i'm very interested in seeing that Um, there's certainly not enough animes about people actually in relationships. um,
1: I, I, one of my favorite, uh, actually my single favorite movie of all time is how to train your dragon. And, um, I didn't particularly care for this for two and three, but I really did respect the fact that, um, as uh, I actually didn't see three because two was kind of uh, disappointing, but throughout the entirety of two, uh, hiccup and Astrid are just, are just betrothed. They're just engaged. And like there, they have like, like couple quabbles,
0: quibbles you know a little but but they're but it's nothing like relationship ending drama
1: and, and like is healthy at the start and the end of of the movie and it's like they're together and that is never the, the fact that they're together is never questioned and and like the only real antagonism or strife about their relationship is just honest to God regular like couple quibbles and it's kind of cute, and and Gerard Butler, who has to die because he's expensive, um, is like that's that's my that's my daughter in law. They're gonna get married. I'm so happy that my family is in order. And it's it's just like I've it's the only time I can think of that like there is a love story in the first one, and in the second one they're just together without question. It's nice. I
0: like it but yeah it's just a it's a fun damn, damn fun rom-com these stupid kids are well the thing things like I, I i like the the growth of it. it shows how they're generally like pretty cold calculating people but when you see them get into the like rom-com shit they're just blubbering idiots and i like as someone who people tell me i'm cool and charismatic when it comes to me having a crush on someone. I know I'm just a blubbering nonsense smoker. We're gonna (laughs) build uh, up Kyle's confidence. I'm uh, we're gonna work on this. Don't worry. Point is I found it very relatable.
1: Okay. All right. Um, I am actually kind of interested in watching this with you because that's a good sell. Um, I've got actually a quick little story about about, um, what what if anime, but it was sold well? So, uh, before um, before the uh, before we sat down to to do our thing, I was uh, I was on my way to the corner store to get get some snacks and some drinks, and I, I threw on my earbuds and listened to um, uh, you know my my junk food podcast, the Castle Super Beast, and um, at the particular point in uh, in this week's episode, um, Wooly, uh, host of the show. Uh, had uh, listened to a um, or had had read a uh a manga that uh, I think you've heard of. It's called um, what was it uh Chainsaw Man?
0: Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw Man, Chainsaw so Man. So
1: Kyle couldn't shut up about Chainsaw Man for about a solid month, at least. Yes. And and. He's talked about it here on this show many times, and and, and I, I I tone out a little bit for the anime because I don't have time, but um, but it, it, Kyle's love for Chainsaw Man is unignorable, and and I just like I listened to you describe it, and and I I, I popped open a, a an ish, an episode, a, 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 we, you had your manga your manga reading party your manga sharing party the other day, um, or the other week, and that was a lot of fun, and I I opened up Chainsaw Man, I was like, all right, I got it. Uh, not. I, I, there's. I've got other stuff on this table that I want to read, and uh, and I and did, um, yeah. So when Woolly described it, it's actually something I want to listen to. <laughs> I want to watch. <laughs> <read>. <laughs> wow, I just said all the things that it wasn't. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I kind of needed someone a little bit more in line with like my taste to say why it was in my taste. Now I want to fucking read. It. <laughs>
0: Legit, like actually, uh, we were having. Uh, you've you've been party to conversations with Codigan, uh, and uh, and me about music and how Codigan has played a song for me dozens of times and I just completely forget about that, hear it in a different context and love the song. Um, I think that's part of art. I don't think I don't think it's healthy to just take one friend's word as gospel with art because I don't think if. If one friend is pushing you to listen to something or or read something, you're just not going to enjoy it as much. Uh, it needs to, you need to decide to engage with it yourself. And there can be a lot of, like, reasons for doing that, including FOMO. But, yeah, no, I if you do, I, I super want to talk with you about it, but I, I don't really want to... I, at one point, you said, uh, I think I, I'm going to pass on it. And I'm like, okay, yep, I'm going to try and stop pushing it. I, I, I can't stop myself from talking about yeah, it, obviously. No, no, never going to hate you but, for talking um, about it.
1: Um, it's, it's interesting because like, w- what all of us in the, in the modern media age need to deal with is the amount of things you, quote, need to see is impossible in a lifetime. With the rate that things are coming out and all of it, it's like you can't actually see all the things. It's not possible. And you probably have a job and maybe a hobby or two that isn't just consuming the media. So what you'll have to do is this friend says, oh, you need to watch A. And this friend says, oh, hey, you need to watch B. And this friend says, oh, hey, you need to watch C. And then you get to about like L... And you're like, well, fuck, I'm not going to watch all that this week. And you you end up with a priority list. I will probably watch this one. I will probably watch J next, right? <clears throat> so, what I've taken from this is that when I'm trying to recommend a thing to a friend, I, um... I can't recommend everything because there's too much. And so I try and limit it to one. Uh yeah, shall we wrap up? Yeah. Alright. Yeah. Right. So, um yeah, we're gonna call it a night. Uh thank you all for listening, and uh if you got something you need to draw, uh remember to finish it eventually, but um just draw it.
0: You probably won't die.